listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, this is AfterBuzz TV, Mad Men Edition. Tonight's host is Paul Ashton. Joining Paul will be AfterBuzz co-hosts Phil Svitek and Kevin Undergaro. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 347-855-8269. That's 347-855-8269. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues... Paul Ashton! Thanks very much, Rich. Um, welcome, everybody, to AfterBuzz TV for Mad Men Season 4 Finale. Uh, I am Paul Ashton, and I'm here tonight with Kevin Phil. It's an all-boys uh, AfterBuzz TV show, but how appropriate for Mad Men. Um, let's pump it full of testosterone, gents. Um, we're going to discuss everything from the final episode Um and uh, in our special segment tonight, we'll discuss what we thought of it as um, as the season finale, if it stood up. And um, but before we get into that, let me just uh, give you a brief recap of of what happened in that season finale. We opened on uh, Don trying to close some business with the uh, cancer council, or rustle up a bit more business for for the company that's uh, struggling. He uh, bef- this is just before he heads over to California with his kids for a bit of a break. Um, in the meantime, uh, Betty fires Carla. However, um, once Carla uh, lets Sally hang out with Glenn Bishop when when she shouldn't, uh, which leaves uh, Don without uh, a baby babysitter for the kids when he's in town taking meetings uh, on the West Coast. So, of course, uh, Megan has to come with him. Uh, the inevitable occurs. They hook it up. And by the end of the episode, um, uh, Don has proposed to Megan and that they are engaged. Uh, in the meantime, whilst all that's been going on, Peggy rustles up some new business for the company. Uh, Joni is pregnant and gets a hollow promotion. Uh, and by the end, everyone sort of... Uh, Chinking champagne glasses for Don and Megan um, as the ladies look on in bemusement. So, uh, as the ball rolls out of bounds. Uh, that's right. That's always, that's right. That's always my way of saying that's when right. Just things kind of just and the, ep- the, away, the episode closes on an image of Don lying in bed with uh, on his chest his new fiance um, as he still sleeplessly looks out the window. Uh, but we will come to that, I'm sure. Oh um, yeah, we will. <laughs> that's basically a bit of a recap. Let's let's start obviously talking about uh, Don and uh, what what happened uh, with him and with his new uh, lady, Kev. Um, let, let, okay, let, let me let me start with this. The opening of them, of the, I mean, it's a fascinating bookend to uh, to the episode. This, the episode opens on Don sleeping alone, and in walks Doctor Faye, surprising him, waking right. him up, and they have a conversation where she says to him, um, <clears throat> encourages him to to just uh, f- forget about work for once, to go to California, and perhaps find that, um, and, and perhaps think about relieving his stress not through work but through accepting some of the past. Right. Um, which is which we see reflected very interestingly when he's in his old house, um, and the kids see Dick and Anna sixty four, and he openly says to them, "I was called Dick." 
It's the first time he's ever even like right. so. Faye, right. Faye has started to have some kind of impact on him. Um, but then, of course, um, Betty uh, fires Carla, which means that Megan has to come uh, come along with. They've already hooked up once before. We know this, um, and of course, Don can't resist, and uh, and the same thing happens. But they, you know, then there's this huge jump cut to the end of the weekend and he's suddenly we've got he's he's been on the end of the bed in the room in the hotel suddenly he's thinking again about things and he's on the end of the bed in New York she rolls over and he proposes with the ring that he's just got which used to be Anna's or is the heirloom you know from that family it's pretty complex I and mean, it moves very slowly and then very fast i think the three words huge jump cut for me and I love this show. It's my second favorite show next to Breaking Bad in terms of this type of shows. We all know the Jersey Shore is the greatest sure. show. But <laughs> in terms of I, drama, storyline, long developing narrative. That jump was, for me, like, what? Like a cop-out? It was a cop-out to you? It was like an Ocean's, Ocean's Eleven was, kind of jump? It was <laughs> just... It, it, instant breakfast? It was just like, you add water and... Oh, look, he's engaged. It was – yeah. I, I don't so, – I mean, I can buy not, it. Not to, not to sort of uh, demean that whole – what I – what's – you know, not, not that I'm going to defend it or anything, but um, it's interesting. You know, they say sort of uh, – I, I, I don't know what the exact quote is, but if you want uh, if you want to meet a woman, you know, you have to be good with her kids or something like that. That's and it right. it seems Megan was very good with Don's kids. And there was a, maybe a... that instantaneously caused – No, that – I, I, even... I bought that and I bought how he, he – she speaks French. She shows culture. She's got great opinions. She's terrific with the kids. That moment, that moment where that she stuff. spilled – the moment where, where Sally spilled the, yes, the shake. Yes, and her patience and it was – And he looked at her and was like, right. this is like – I'm looking at my family yeah, again. Ex- again, right, Together. which he never had with Betty. I get that but just for me a little too fast with the ring it it kind of it kind of brought him down to a Roger Sterling level in a really kind of uh unforgiving way you know he just certainly for the girls and we'll come to their we'll come to their opinion and perspective later but it really does just feel like another guy marrying his secretary why would Matthew want to choose to do this um and what what is it I don't think it's that it's too it simple was for too it to fast. be. I just, I just, or at least I wish in writing he had said, "I know this is going to seem crazy, and this is all from left field." And this he is, did, Don did say that when uh, he introduced it. When he introduced it in the audience, everyone. Yeah, but when he he gave her the ring, I, I. So it's not enough for you to have to to have Don sitting on the end of the bed, all of this stuff stewing, his old stuff, his 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 old life, him kind of starting to have was, a release. It just was too fast to me. It didn't feel organic. I will say this, though, mm-hmm. because Weiner is so amazing and the staff are such great writers, and Matthew dire- directed this. Yeah. Um, once I was into it, I was into it. Yeah. yeah. So by the time we came back to New York, I was, I, I, I was on for the ride. I look, I have to, look, Kev, I mean, I have to agree with you. Like, when I was watching it myself, and I said this to you before, I had, I had a series of WTF moments. I was just watching it at home alone, and I just went... Like we went to the commercial, and I went, "What? What? What just happened? What? I, what just?" I, mean, I said it out yeah. loud on my own, like loser. I, 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 I was, I was like, "What? What just happened? What? What show am I watching?" Right. Because they, they. But here's the thing: it's a show where they, where they, where they don't often ex- have to explain, um, 
you know, they, they're they I've use jump. I've never cuts. seen a jump that fast. I've seen a time so, jump. What, cut, what I like about but the not show, a story jump cut. That yeah. wasn't a time jump cut. Yeah, it was a story jump. They cut. they do fill in an awful lot very fast in this show, and the, and yes, this is one of the most intense ones at a crucial moment in the development of the season. What was yeah, that? I mean, what I was going to say, they do a nice job historically by planting sort of uh, seeds, you know, throughout episodes. Or if it's if it's not fully explained, which I like, you know, moments like that, they, they allow you to sort of reflect. But even those are sort of drawn out and thematic in some sense. This this really was too quick. But I got to say, I was watching this with uh, um, with two other girls since we didn't watch it together. And, you know, they were, like, so amazed by the show. And uh, I was like, what? Really? First time pa- watching, you mean? These two girls that you're talking about? No, they, I mean, they loved the show. Right. And talking about the season finale, they were, like, so amazed by it. They, they loved it. They had WTF moments, but in a good way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Which I, is I, odd I, for me. Yeah. But uh, maybe just wasn't appealing to the romantic side. So let's. So let's unfortunately, let's, let's we don't we, have we don't have Joby and Elizabeth, yeah. which is why you heard like Rich insert my name. With, <laughs> it was like come on, girl. But anyway, well, let's uh, let's while we nice sit on that, that. Let's while we sit on that. Let's okay. just talk about the two the two women who Don starts the episode with and ends the episode with, um, and and you know what what you think of his choice. I, it feels to me that it is Dr. Faye who has been responsible for some extremely positive growth in him as a human being. She is the one who gives him this advice about opening up, and it affects him positively when he does it. And I, there is just something that I do not trust about this young 25-year-old. She has something that is very attractive and that I, that I think works. It's not like, but there's some agenda, and I don't know what it is. Am I right? I just you think, think he's... sleep with that woman. <laughs> what was that? What is that? What was from, that from the? Is that John Hamm? From the Perspect booth. Sorry, is that John Hamm? Yeah. That is that is John Hamm. Well, what's interesting is that um, if you notice, Faye, like Faye is blonde and Megan is a brunette. Okay. And uh, Betty Draper is a blonde, so you know, I don't know, like maybe I'm reading too much into that, and he just didn't want to be with a blonde. No, I, again. No, no, I think it was she was older, more serious. I think this this one, she seduced him. And it's interesting, Paul, that you say that I got totally, like I said, when I bought it, I bought it. Yeah, yeah. She's a pretty girl. She's good with the kids. She's cultured. I get it. And she seems so sweet. It wasn't until Peggy had her little congratulations to Dawn, goes into the office, the back office. Yeah. And they, she breaks it down. And then the, and, um, the secretary. Joni. Joni. When Joni is like, okay, now this is exactly what's going to happen. Soon she'll be. Working with you and creative and da 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 da, and they were like stunned. And when that all came to light for me, I was mm. like, "Ooh, oh boy, no!" I, I guess I was seeing it totally wrong. Yeah, she is going. You know, once he said you're going to love her, and he definitely doesn't see her as a as a as a piece of tail. No. He sees her as a very smart woman. He's already saying she's so smart. You're she's love clearly her. is, and she clearly is smart. She, she does is. have. They've painted that quite well. Like, so she's probably like. She's probably a climber to a degree, but I don't think she's the dun 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 no, kind of climber. No, like, I don't. I but just... I think so, because why the show's written so well, it's just very realistic. Yeah, she's it good, is. She seems like a good kid. She seems has a lot of great qualities, but she definitely wants to get ahead. And, and Don, you know, he's gonna he's gonna go for the youth, uh, the youth of it. Yep. And and you know that 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 was that was underlying this whole episode. Um, that, well, and, it starts, and, and though, but also you know, like let's just say in fairness, good with his kids. 
where Very remember important. the doctor and, and, and the weeks was before? Not. No, she said I'm not terrible. trained with kids. No, and I and I really think and, that's and, and, kind and, of and ice Phil, cold. Phil right? just said it. Phil just said it. Is that they layer it in? They yeah. layer it in, and I think actually, if we were to go back and 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 mark out the the seeds that lead, led to like that have been you know. F- Whatever, fermenting and bubbling and simmering, that right. maybe that that Matthew Weiner was justified, or at least there is an argument for him being justified to do what he did. And there are two, there were two exactly the same shots in in that episode of Don sitting on the end of the bed and contemplating and time passing, and it's kind of a a thing that they used, and it's just a matter of whether the the balance, you know, between the kernels being sown, the seeds being sown before matched it. We've kind of we've kind of covered on that. Um, but what what I wanted to to talk about was at the very beginning, uh, Don sitting with the cancer council folks, right? Um, having this chat. Love that, by the way. Fantastic. Did you notice the tomato juice? And what was with? <laughs> yeah. what, but you met, what was with the pastries? You know, generally you see like um, roast beef and and fatty like deli food, right? And so it wasn't fruit, wasn't healthy. It was still sugary snacks. Mm. So it was a kind of was – you know I'm big on production design. So were they just calling – I really noticed they, it in this episode as well, the colors, the – Right, because you had so – the contrast between his apartment, the office, California. California. Right. Yeah. But do you – what do you make of that with the with, – it, was it just like the slight hypocrisy where they're like, well, we're all smokers too – how yeah. do we stop people from smoking? Yeah, I mean – Was that, I, you think, why the sugary snacks were there against the tomato juice? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I guess they're just all oldies who. And red usually is a is is usually symbolic of blood, yeah. or martyrdom, yeah. or doom, or the devil. So just interesting. You know, that wouldn't just be there. No, they, no, it's they, an interesting they, choice. They do things too well. Yeah, um, but, but anyway, look, that I whole love discussion, that, that whole discussion became about uh, can uh, <laughs> cancer companies, uh, cigarette companies. Um, uh, targeting teenagers, and and uh, Don breaks it down so brilliantly. They get them by focusing on adulthood and rebellion, like the growth into adulthood and rebellion. And this is, of course, underscored immediately by the, the Sally and the Glenn Bishop um, subplot as, right. as they're entering into adulthood. adulthood and, with, and, both and Glenn rebellion. represents rebellion, right? And 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 and, and she has her moments, and <laughs> she does of and, rebellion. And then Betty kind of. And then, then the the conflict with Betty, which we can go into talk about in a minute. But I, I, I also I, love how historically accurate that this was about the time in our country where we started to get on about cigarettes. Like, wait yeah. a second. And by I think by 1970 or 72, they were officially banned from television. Right. But they'd already been cut back. In terms of advertising, you mean? Yes. Yeah. So it's very. It's just again how smart they are that mm. the the company that even though the company looks down right now that they're actually. The ones ahead of the curve, as usual. We oh, don't know yeah, it yet, yeah. but we but we may see it in the ne- in the seasons to come because this was the time where the uh, cracks were forming in the foundation of cigarette companies. And it truly was just one of the finest Don Draper moments. That that article, like it really was. I mean, obviously that was, oh, the it was Jerry Maguire before. moment. It was, it right. was. But I didn't, you know, <laughs> it's funny you say that. It, it re- really was. But I didn't even. Um, I guess maybe subconsciously, because that's such a such a well known moment in film now. But uh, it, it was a fine moment for Don and and great for the show. But anyway, so but but what I'm trying to get at is that I think that there was some kind of Don being around his kids for the weekend, the seeing the Dick and the Anna sign, being reminded of his youth, and 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 Faye putting it in, is planting youth it in his and brain. Truth. 
youth and truth right. and faith saying, you know, to be open to the past like that, that, that somehow Faye almost like painted herself into a corner by in, but being the sage that imparts the wisdom, but she, but the youth that Megan brings and 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 the the uh, the functionality within the family unit that she provides it, that I feel like like Don's realizing that that's that's the part of himself right. that has never had a true identity. No, and that has always didn't been have about it the first wife. It's always been about denial. Right. And 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 suddenly seeing Megan just play that well, role. It's all so been about a false image. Right. Right. Name is the false, background is, is false, and even even as I've said before about Betty, you know, this is what uh, this is the image of what a wife is supposed to be. Right. But, the question is, is Megan's image true or false? That that like that that's what we're you know, um, that's something I'm I I'm actually think but. it's it's more true than you think, but she's human and she wants to climb. The problem is gonna be in who? Don. Mm. Because Don's not healed. No, it, this is like it's, this a ban- is like it's an another alcoholic who just another band right, fix. Like, and so we see that as he looks out the be window the settled. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be the problem. Dads get mad sometimes. <laughs> yeah, thank you, <laughs> thank you, Corey. Um, so let's let's uh, things we just brought it up. Um, touch a little bit on the Sally Glenn Bishop, Betty, and then Betty firing Carla. Um, this to me was a bump. Uh, it was like I know that I know that they needed to get rid of Carla to get Megan um, to get Megan on the trip, and I think that that could have been. But let's be fair. But, I mean, let's it, be fair about how creepy that kid was. Glenn was with the mother. He is creepy, and I he don't touched like him the mother. All. Do you remember? You know, a season or two ago, he yeah. came on to the mother as this young guy, and she's creeped the f out that this is around her daughter. Oh, is that? Yeah, that was from season one, remember? Oh, that's the same kid. Yes, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. he's grown a little bit, but but yeah. So she, of I, course, mi- I, I miss that. So I totally she doesn't. Of that. course, it's like, whoa, wait a second, and uh, and and Carl, and and yes, her reaction to Carla may have been extreme, but it's also her saying like, enough of the Don Draper. You, He's going off to get married. That's all, you know. That's yeah. That's... And it just okay. This is this was my problem with it. In just in terms of the choice, right? Is is I mean, Carla's been with the family the whole that whole time. I just I feel like they've painted Betty as a character into a corner. Like, and lately she is so unlikable. There's nothing redeeming about her, and she it, we're getting pushed away from her as viewers. I, I I I want some kind of like even even when she's being honest with this with the psychiatrist. I'm just kind of going, shut up. Isn't she just the gorgeous, gorgeous woman who just never developed anything else? And haven't you seen this before? What, with Betty? With just women in general. This is the most beautiful woman who's probably had everything catered to her. Her life's been a fairy tale. And then they they start hitting this point. So they get the money. They get the husband. They get the modeling. They get the kids. They get the house. And then it's like... This is what you see. You see this all the time. For sure, for sure. And then it's like there's nothing left. And so what you what they are is 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 generally bitter, bored, and unhappy. And that's what I see her. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess, I I mean, no, I mean, I agree with you. And you know, now if my inside take is, what's (laughs) my inside take is, and I have nothing to base this on. It's completely my opinion, so I I don't have anything to base it on. But I think she's getting movies. Okay. Oh yeah, in terms this of the... January Jones. Yes, January yeah, because Jones. we have not had an episode with her in it as much as this last one. And maybe, maybe not the most pleasant person to work with. Maybe, and I'm just saying it's like that's probably. So why why would we write for forgiving empathetic scenes for you when you're a bitch? No, it's just like that might be organic to her. Like you know me as a writer and director. One right. of the things that I do 
is I like to be around the actors for a long time before I cast them because I write I just write in their voice. Yeah, yeah. And I, that's you know, and when you work with somebody every week, it's it's the easy when you write in their voice, the character really comes out <laughs> the strongest. The yeah. best actors can do something completely different. Yeah. But I've always said. Like, Tony Randall spent most of his career denying that he was Felix Hunger. But the reality was he, he didn't allow smoking on set. Back in the 70s when everybody smoked, he was very finicky. It, it, he, he did had the care. ICD, he was, the control freak Yes, but he, was, but he was very sweet and passionate and, and overly caring about people. I mean, he had so many of those qualities that were close to him. Mm. But Woody Allen, like, I'm so sure that that character that he played, you know, so well in the 70s and the 80s, was very close to him, yeah. and I always feel like the the you you see that now you do have the anyway, great just, actors it just who have range. Like it, it, so my fear, yeah. my think is maybe, you know, that's. I just thought that it, maybe it was a. I mean, it was such an overreaction, and it was so harsh. I mean, maybe maybe that I don't maybe agree because it affected me. I don't agree because she had. Maybe I just hated the fact that she did it. You know, maybe that's maybe, maybe that's what it was because she had a redeeming moment where she she said. You know what? Let, let remember the let Don. She let Don come to the birthday party. Yeah. So she did say okay. She, True. She listened it was to a growth. The, it was but a the husband's growth. trying to get her there. But it's like I think I that, did love the scene between her and Don where she said things aren't perfect. You know what I mean? Where they met as kind of and and Don told her I'm engaged. Right. You know, and and he brought out got out the drink and they shared and, the and same and drink out of the same wa- cup. And she just walked out. Um. Yeah. I mean, and it also I mean, uh, plot wise, you know, it also stirred up some things in Betty's new marriage now you know there's that right. one scene and he was like and uh, her new husband was like why did you do that you know agreeing with Don in that sense yeah yeah I mean and uh, so she right so she's gonna want to rebel more and be like ah I'm tired of being like the the, the, the cookie cutter like did, bride did you see any uh, spark between between Don and Betty any re not really I mean they uh, shared the drink but I don't know it was it felt more as friends and slightly like agreeing that things are I mean maybe it's tough. one of those things that like you know you always sort of reflect upon, like, in life, you know, when you see your ex, you know, you kind of always think, like, is there a second chance? And it's like one of those, but there never will will be. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think you're I think you're probably right. What are your thoughts on the writing of the Sally Glenn Bishop scenes, the kids' scenes? They, they, there's been something about them that hasn't always felt so natural or a little self-conscious to me. Uh, maybe it's just the heightened Mad Men style coming through kids' mouths, or is it is it is it just... Um... It's not as bad as Juno, if you know what I mean, like, where, <laughs> where they're talking like, they're 16-year-olds talking like 45 but he's very aware glenn is very aware and has been for a while and he's he's an introspective kid he's brooding and you see the cogs working yes so it has a self-consciousness through him and their hug i I felt sad when they said goodbye to each other yeah it's funny it does creep me out though i mean i think he's trouble I mean, if, if, well, if Sally he, was he my broke, kid... He broke into their house. And he, he destroyed it. Right, yeah. so he's, you know, he's a bit of a delinquent. And he came on to Betty uh, three seasons ago, or whatever, however many seasons ago. So, you know, he's he's got his issues. He has a good heart, but he has his issues. Yeah, okay. And, um, I'm fine with them. All right. I All right. enjoy... And let's just say this. He's he's really a good actor, but she's a great actor. She's really... I mean, and this I hope has she been... Keeps growing. I mean, this has been, to me, her... Her season. I mean, uh, oh, absolutely. And like, you know, she's growing up. You know, her features like it's she's gonna be a beautiful young woman. I think she will. And it's so interesting, you know, because it, it, there, there are there are many examples of young, um, you know, tween 
uh, yes. actors who, who 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 have a great youthful beauty, and then it doesn't develop right. in the same way. Right. You know, just I mean, not not being well, rude, times, just saying. Well, a lot of times, even with the boys, they have this baby face. And then the baby face is still kind of a baby face in the 30s and 40s, and that's just kind of weird and creepy. Yeah, it just doesn't quite work. But it looks like she's going to develop into a, like a, a into a, a beautiful woman. Now, what's the key, Paul, for her having a uh, to be able to continue acting beyond this? Uh, her, her oh, to 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 work on her technique and and her like the, like so often what what seems to happen to, to in my opinion with some of these kids who um, who make it young will book a, book a twilight early. Or right. um, uh, through through a raw through through talent through a presence, but uh, they then they then have these sort of uh, instincts that they have that cashed in and and had been been acknowledged as working for them, and then because they're working just the whole time one after another, it's just the same it's the same box of tools that they're using over and over again. Um, apart from the like truly, re- right. I mean, someone like Mia uh, Mia uh, uh, Waka. Waka, the Australian girl uh, who played Alice in Alice in Wonderland and in, in Treatment, there's someone who totally defies that. She has a transformational ability, I think, and if you've seen her as a 16-year-old in, in Treatment, it just is seriously a performance of great depth and, and sophistication and technique. Well, what, I mean, uh, a couple of shows ago uh, for After Buzz TV, uh, we spoke of Kieran, Kieran the uh, the little actress, that, you know, for her, it's easy to do that role because it reminds her of her, you know, right. in some sense. So, so I get what you're saying. Let ta- no, let me tell you, from uh, being a, being in Hollywood a little longer than you, sure, you're you're on the right track. You're almost there. Good manager, I know, probably. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, that's partly and that usually comes from the parents. No, you're you're partly there. Um, Margaret O'Brien was an Oscar-winning actress. Uh, she's someone now in her 70s, and, and I, we happen to know her very well. And she right. had a, the whole child star journey. But through her, we've met all of them. The ones who succeeded, the ones who haven't, and I see meeting having met Dakota Fanning. I don't know, like seven years ago, and this such a smart, smart kid. Like you really felt like you were talking to a thirty-year-old. Yeah. And not in the way that they're acting like they're thirty just so they can get a drink. There's that kind of yeah, yeah, little yeah, child yeah, star, yeah, yeah. but no, this is very, very smart. Kind of more on a human level, spiritual level, whatever. The key is, is is very much what you said. And let me take it a step further. When they Sometimes when these kids come in for auditions, they're just being themselves. Yeah. And they're not acknowledging that fourth wall, the camera. They're just – they just have the it factor. Right. That's so what, you, what I'm talking you about. turn the camera on, they just read the lines, and they, they kind of act like who they are. And then that translates wonderfully. The problem is, as you're saying, they don't – develop the tools and the skills to become a true actor or actress and so when that's gone when when that look is gone or that like you know this innocence of i'm playing an eight-year-old doesn't work when you're 15 or 21 or 22 playing a playing an alcoholic whatever yeah it goes away the other thing is because and it does speak to management and the parents or whoever's managing them because you know you basically as a child star you don't really have any memory of fighting your way into the business. Right. Okay, so for someone like you, Paul, who has studied and studied and trained and, and been on that journey, you're going to have your high lows. When you have your low points, you'll know how to get back. The, the problem is with these kids is they come out of the gate so fast, they don't know about pounding pavement. Mom or dad or the mom and yours or whoever has put them in these positions. And then if they get their little run, yeah. and then when that run goes – 
they're like, uh-oh. Yeah. What I mean, do those, I do? Those lessons they don't know come what to, to do. I think those, those kind of challenges come to us all at one time or another, and it's just – and sometimes you, you, you're not equipped to deal with it. But you are equipped because you've – most of the actors are equipped because they've come out and they've pounded the pavement, so they know how to get back out in the pavement and pound. These guys aren't trained that way, and then they've been overindulged. Yeah. So they don't know how to, like, humble up and so. He's talking about anyway. Betty Draper again. Yeah, we're back to that, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, that's – but I well, do so think Sally, that – I think Sally's going to be – I think she seems to me like she's going to be okay because she reminds me of Dakota. And I right. don't know her personally. But also, most people know the formula today. We've been doing this for, what, 50, 70 years? Mm-hmm. So we know now if her – whoever's behind her knows that she – if she wants to continue to work at 23, 24, they'll know what to do. Yeah. Which is they'll keep her training. They'll keep her working. And they, and she's seen – I don't know. I just – what I see, I think though, she's got legs to keep going. The other thing is though, sometimes you can also just get by on on the way that the, the, the celebritization of the industry is such now that – like so someone like Kristen Stewart. Uh, is, is a great example who has been become one of the most well-known young actresses in the world through Twilight. How she, old was she when she started? I'm, I'm not sure about when she started. But I'm talking can, about the real child stars, though. So I'm not talking about that. Yeah, but still, it's in, like it's it, the principle is the same, is that we see for her to do something different is going to be very difficult, and if she has it in her beyond that, and it's sort of like... Well, we'll see. It's like Mark Hamill, too, you know what I mean? Yeah. They come out so strong. Like, yeah, but, I mean, I she was that. great in um, Into talk- the Wild. So but I'm talking really true... Child, this girl, yeah, 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 Sally, really young. Is she's, a... she's in, into it a lot earlier, right? Anyway, so we'll, we'll look. Glenn Bishop, we're probably done with him, right? Are we going to see him again next season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think we will? Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You think he's the bad boy's going to stick? Well, around? he said, "When I drive, did you see left?" Yeah, that's he right. Said, I'll oh, be yeah. driving in a couple of years. You know, you never know how they'll jump forward. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so. The, anyway, so, so the the Draper girls uh, continued their fight. Sally's, um, you know. Sally's growth uh, into adulthood, and she's going to be really one to watch next season. And to the other women in the episode, um, Peggy and Joni, as you as you mentioned, have that moment together in the office. And the first of all, it's like the, one of the nicer moments. I, have we ever seen them kind of get on in any way like that? Um, there was very few, there was a hints of it, or like moments where you could you know you kind of had like quote the the cliche tears, and you could see the, a little bit, but this was truly you know. Yeah. Finally, the, I mean, their moment of like we're on the same page. We agree. Yeah, I mean, Pe- and 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 Peggy has just kind of brought in the first bit of business for the company, and it totally gets washed over by the fact that Don's engaged to this twenty-five-year-old secretary, and uh, Joni at the same time has been given this promotion that she gets no money for, right. um, even though she's covering all these other jobs now. Because we learned she's pregnant. I knew. We did know. You that know she's I knew when I saw her because she had a bump. I was, well, it was extremely well picked up on Kev. I didn't see that until you pointed it out. Should we see her talking with her doctor husband? Um, they're talking about the baby. Right. Uh, interesting. Interesting perspective for these two. two these two women who. I sort of was standing what's, outside. And what's the husband excited about? Are your breasts bigger now that you're pregnant? Can you believe that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh dear. I mean, I wonder what he's. I wonder what the kid's going to look like. I guess maybe yeah. they could get away with it. I mean, Roger and that. Uh, <laughs> right. I mean, they don't look dissimilar. Right. You know, he could be. <laughs> they could be related. Um, anyway, so so Peggy uh, finishes. She's she's bringing in business on her own. She's doing she's doing well, but she's sort of outside, and she gives us a very interesting perspective on Don. Right. I thought I thought at first she'd be a little bummed because deep down she's in love with him. That, that what it felt. That's what it felt like because the way that he the way when he said to her, "You remind me," she reminds me of you. Right. That I was, and then and then I wasn't sure. But, but they're such good writers because it was such a two edge to that. You know, the one edge is yeah, okay, maybe there's a little sexual tension between them. Maybe you know it's that whole like, little crush thing. But then it's like, 
No, because she could be just as good a writer as you, and you guys are going to be great working together, which I didn't see until Joni flagged it. Oh, of course. And yeah. I was like, oh, my goodness. I, and that's why I love it. These guys have – the writers in the show have office politics so yeah. down, and yeah. I totally missed it. I'm, I'm just a romantic fool. I got carried away you. with – yeah. She really admires she you. She admires you, and that's usually – and you know what? I've done it before. As a as a as a you know as a staff writer as a head writer I've done that before not knowing you know but that's how good these writers are when you when you're trying to get someone to on the staff to yeah, like right. someone that you want to put in yeah yeah you're really not gonna like this guy you know? yeah she, and she really looks up to you you know yeah she that's speaks right so highly of that's you that's right yeah and I didn't see it coming and I love because Joni is so so yeah, Joni brilliant. always knows that stuff oh she's just like she's a, seen it all before yeah. Uh, so, so that was that uh, was a nice bit of like uh, perspective, and the, they, they really they played the reality check for us, right? Um, and, and... In, in there, um, anything else about the episode before we get to our special segment? Uh, well, one thing I really liked um, the when, when they get Kenny Cosgrove into the office early on and try to get him yeah, to use to is... use some family. I mean, I just think it was a, a lovely thematic counterpoint to everything. That like we've somebody is like has integrity. Yeah, I mean, it's like this is like that's uh, he he didn't want to use. I'll just get back to my 30% of the company that, <laughs> that I'm running, running. Yeah. but he didn't want to use his uh, father-in-law. Right. Uh, he didn't want to abuse that relationship to get a meeting well, because he said that that is my wife. She is she is my again, life. And these, she, these clients go away. I'm not going to endanger integrity and he showed like somebody's actually uh, going to be human first because everyone else is is we're going to work hard, we're going to play hard, That's basically, right? right? And, but then that, and then that ties into what Dr. Faye said to Don – you know, not everything is about work, she says to him. Go to California right. and and just be there with your children. And he does that. He, you know, he starts to – he, he right. like, lets open the crack a little bit into his past. He says, yeah, my nickname was Dick. But then he he falls back into the same of course. same um, well, tra- trap know, and he goes and tries to patch it up with a 25-year-old, you know. And that, and, and I think that was, was good writing that he did because all we've seen him is kind of – Come one step forward, take two steps back. You, you yeah. know, like in his journey. And, and what, really remember, did. do you remember the the first time he looked at the secretary? Oh yeah, we all as saw soon that. As he got off the hook, Dang. he was off the hook with the government, and this game. Yeah, it's just eyes. Yeah, right back to who he was. He was like, okay, I dodged that bullet. Yeah, let's get back down to the bar. So so anyway, the episode ends. He's staring. He's he she. Megan's asleep on his chest. He's broken up with Faye, who who said says to him that wonderful line. You you you're just you're just very good at the beginnings of things. I love that line. I thought it was as brilliant. And she's so insightful. And we'll see. You know, she's probably right. I felt bad for her. I felt very bad for her. She was extremely. I loved the way that that actress. Portrayed that carrot, that role so sympathetically. It was a great um, By the flavor. Way, I was actually surprised that Don was that honest with her. Well, and he owed it to her, didn't he? Really, but also, but yeah, he was sure. honest. To, he was honest with her from the start. But he was he honest with the he wife. Found, he, he found himself telling her stuff. He told her about his he whole did. past. But that's he, opening up because he wanted someone to cry to. But I think that she brought it out of him. That's but a he, certain skill that she yeah, had. Yeah, I mean, there was also... She was a catalyst But he was honest, but he was also honest with the with the fiancé. The fact that she, remember she came in and said, she's been calling. I know I have to handle this. Mm. Like, he's really trying to start out on the right foot. Yeah. yeah. Like, the Don that I feel like I was getting to know would, like, kind of slowly back away from her. Like, maybe stop and not tell 
Yeah, uh, the fiance no, he was in dialogue. Her. He was in dialogue right, with what he which, was doing, which is healthy, I guess. So then we close on 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 her on his chest, and then he's staring at awake in the middle of the night, still not sleeping, looking yeah. out the window. I mean, what what this reminded me was, um, I think it was last season. Sterling Cooper, to, or, uh, Sterling, um, told Don that what he's good at is he's not good at nurturing relationships. And this goes back to uh, when he was with uh, Hilton right. and that whole debacle. And so it reminded me very much of that um, with Faye and Saying the advice that Sterling yeah. gave. Yeah. Okay, so so th- th- there it is. That, that's sort of you know a bit, a bit of a general discussion of, of all the ins and outs. Our special segment tonight, we want to talk about how did it, how did it go as a season finale. Kev, I know that you're chomping at the bit to get into this. Do, do you all uh, overall, I mean, we talked about the, the one bump, the jump cut. Was it successful to you or not? Okay, this may explain to you. I see the credits roll and the announcer comes on and says, uh, the season finale of... Mad Men coming up, everything comes to a halt, and the you know, and the the Sterling Draper Cooper will it survive, and yada yada yada, and I'm like, oh my god, so oh, okay, because I uh, I'm gonna now get to watch the finale, only to find out that that was the encore. My point is that this was not was it episode twelve or thirteen? Films? Thirteen. This to me was episode twelve. Mm-hmm. This was not. A finale. Right. Not for the kind of wild ride they took us on, especially in ep- in episode 11, where everything is crumbling. Like, yeah. you couldn't have been, I mean, like, the, the, the poor um, English chap, uh, you know, his dad smacks him with a cane, and he and the poor guy struggling to get his glasses, and he steps on his, his, his wrist. And it's mm. like, you know, in, in other, most of these series, we always get whether it's good or bad, a big season finale. Yeah. And this wasn't. Now, and how do I feel about that? I don't like that. I want, I like, now that's great that that's different, that they yeah. didn't. I wanted it. For better or for worse, I wanted a big finish. You wanted more. And instead, what I got was episode 12, not episode 13. Phil, what did you think? Um, I didn't like it as much. I mean, usually with Mad Men in the past, they don't nicely tie things for you, but at least, you know, you're left with a feeling of like, oh my God, this is good. Or, you know, it's like I said before in other shows, it's ironic, you know. It ends both sad and happy. With this one, I just got Don's closure and nothing really else, you know. Yeah, it felt like just, it felt like a minor setup for next season in terms of the engagement. But there was so, as you said, there was so much happening violently to everyone. Roger falling apart, like losing oh, yeah, his sense of identity. Book and this the, and the, the, the yeah. book, the and, and, he lost and the lucky baby. strike, you know, like Yeah, Peggy right. Peggy with a relationship and, she's and, carrying and Pete another Campbell and his child. wife, you know, uh you know, she was like why you, you can't pump yeah. more any money into this. I'm not this giving you any more money for this. And 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 the father in law, Pete Campbell's father in law, dangling this carrot of this easy life in yeah. a, in another business with a partnership. Gone. Yeah. Whereas they really they, they kind of just sort of washed over that a little bit. We had Peggy's, you know, um, saving the company enough for us to go, oh, still, uh, the, the company's okay for now. But and they, they just know, owned they, in they on know the they've thing. got us. They know we love the show. They know we're all so desperately loyal that we're all going to be back six, uh, whatever it's going to be a year from now. We'll all be back. But it's just sad. Yeah, they probably could have pushed it a little bit harder. Oh, I mean, if you yeah. Compare well, it think to the, of those you, other subplots you just threw at me. It yeah. makes me even more upset. Yeah, I mean, and if you think about, um, if you think about uh, like the last, the last, the last episode we've we've seen thus far, of Breaking Bad, 
and how yes! that's just ah! you know like this is why my favorite <laughs> you know how the world and just every went. one of their season finales have has been like that that's for right better or for worse I've been Mad Men too like if they've especially just, when you're gonna take a long powder like this this isn't like this isn't you guys when you the 22 um, episode of of a network where you go down for a summer. And then, you know, you're back. These generally, like, now this is a year. Yeah, We're out of right. this for a whole year. You know? I mean, like, like that's, I mean, like, I, we when we saw the finale of Breaking Bad, knowing that it was like a, a well, they're year pushing to July months, next year. I mean, it's yeah, a long break. It's like, oh. But I still can't sleep because of that finale. Right, right. <laughs> but when we saw that, it was like, I, I went nuts. And it was the same thing with this now. Yeah. You know? I oh, there it is. Well, look, that brings us to... TV News. News and gossip. Um, I'm going to read tonight um, for Mad Men, uh, the season four finale. Uh, Christina Hendricks has revealed that she will shed 30 pounds. This comes after years of telling the press how much she feels beautiful. Uh, she says she's got sick of being called Hollywood's curviest woman because it basically meant she was being called fat. No, and, and I, I mean, she was named, what, America's sexiest woman? In like, Australia, she's certainly known as one of the sexiest women. And you know what, I, I've, se- I've seen her recently, and yeah, she's, she's, she's much, I much mean, better, but like, this is the Hollywood tradition. And this the, is what they always do. Very depressing to hear. All the women do this. Yeah. Will um, she put it back on for next season? I yeah, wonder. but also, I mean, how accurately is, is, is the details of why she's doing it and what she's doing being reported? That would be my question, but um, anyway. Uh, I, feel, I feel like it falls into Hollywood tradition. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you know, and Leah Michelle's done it for Glee. Everybody um, does. Yeah. I mean, there are an enormous amount of pressures on those women. Yeah. It's incredible. And you know what? And I have to say this. You, you should. It's your business. You have to stay in shape. You have to stay healthy. Have to stay, yeah. As long as she doesn't, as long as Joni doesn't become right. un-Joni. Right. Can't become wavy. No. Uh, so Sam Page, who plays Christina Hendricks' husband, Greg, the doctor on the show, says he loves starring in Mad Men. Uh, I quote, I, I'm always really excited whenever they call up, he says. It's really intriguing and interesting and always fun to see where he's going to go. It's certainly not a one-dimensional character. I don't think there is uh, there's one on the show at all. Page added that he was impressed with the storyline which saw Greg rape Joan. The show never does what you what you expect. It never goes to the obvious place where we and um, it never goes to the obvious place where Greg gets some kind of comeuppance. Misdeeds aren't generally punished, which is what makes Mad Men is this so when he had real. Sex with her in the uh, yeah, he forced uh, no in their home. He forced himself on her. It was an extremely uh, disturbing um, scene. Uh, well, there was also the office one too. The office one is what I'm oh, thinking. That, that is the, was, it was yeah, the office. He was mistake. demanding to have sex with her. Was in the it in, in Don's office? Right. Yes, yes. It was just like a power because he was thing. jealous with. It was right. Jealous. It was just like let's just violate this place and. Yeah. Uh, and let me show my powers. But, you know, again, are you impressed the fact that he says he likes his role? What's he going to say? That's true. I hate them. It's kind of boring. Yeah, like, I wish they wouldn't give me that much. Yeah. So. <laughs> one, one line every three episodes is too much. Uh, anyway, Rich Summer, who plays Harry Crane, admits his character can be a douchebag. We'd probably agree with that. And he really was a bit of a douchebag in the, um, in the, uh, when he was trying to hit on that that model who comes into Peggy's office. Oh, yeah. I loved it, though. <laughs> he I did very well it. with that. By the way, that was he, they said her name was Caroline Jones. That, that's a famous... Uh, you know, they were using someone from. Uh, I, yeah, historical. I'm pretty sure that's a real uh, person. I, so sorry, right, I well, Rich Summer, who, who plays Harry, says of Harry, he's definitely changed a lot this year. My feelings, I mean, they've grown. I think he's a douchebag. That doesn't mean I love him any less. I know plenty of douchebags that I love dearly in real life. <laughs> Can I ask you guys about him? Is when he wanted to take the the writer that Peggy fired out. Was he gay? Remember the the writer was saying, "Oh God, he's hitting on me." Do you think his character is gay? Harry Crane? Yes. No. no. Do you remember? So the kid was just making that up? Yeah. Well, in his brain, he was thinking, because the kid, the, remember, do you remember the writer kid was like, 
He said, oh god, just another gay. If I had a do dollar for every one of the gay guys in this business would hit on me. Yeah, you know, I think that, that was I just think we would have gotten bigger that. hints, you know, like with, when Sal, um, you know, an old character yeah. got fired in season three, you know, we got bigger hints than yeah, just... You know, I think, I think that was more about the, how obnoxious that kid was. Uh, okay, John Hamill co-star with sex icon Megan Fox. Megan Fox in an upcoming comedy called Friends with Kids. The film focuses on 30-something friends who decide to have a child before dating other people in order to circumvent the pressures that parenthood can put on relationships. However, no actual on-screen hookup will take place between Ham and Fox. The movie is set for release in April 2012. Are they a good match? I don't even think that's the question. You're not a, who's, the, who's the newsman? Phil, were you the news copy on this? Uh, you missed something here. John Hamm's partner is actually producing, writing, producing, and directing this. Oh. Is girl. But still, I mean, right. so that's why there's no hookup. <laughs> right. But my, but I don't know that I, is Megan, Megan, isn't he too young with her? For them she, to be you know what? I think whatever she's done to her look, she looks a lot older now. Yeah, whatever she's done. Uh, Matthew Weiner, the show's creator, admitted to being shocked at the criticism Betty Draper gets for her parenting. Weiner believes she is no different from many other mothers. The question of Betty Draper's motherhood is very peculiar to me, he said, because we're all raised by women like this. And I know it's easy to hate her and think she seems childish and impulsive. We're all here because of women like that. We'll see how those kids turn out. They could end up being TV writers. <laughs> well, there's my answer as well. Right. Is that, I mean, he's just answered what I've just been asking about Betty. You know, it's... Uh, I mean, I think with, with all this, the housewives culture of today, like, yeah. you know, we see this. Yeah. We see right. a lot of women like uh, Weiner also suggests that Don has learned more about himself this season. He ends the season knowing more about himself definitely, he said. The whole guy in his suit with the house in the country image disappeared this season after the, the divorce and with the collapse of the old firm. Don had to figure out his new role at work, his new role in fatherhood, his new role with Betty. He was also setting things up and not keeping, um, setting things up to not keep his life a secret anymore. Weiner suggested that Don ends up yearning for a normal life and we touched on that in tonight's um, discussion right. in figuring out in figuring that out he had to realign himself to actually search a little but what he uh, wants to turn out to be is very complicated what he wants turns out to be very complicated in many right. ways he wants what he had he wants things to be normal in the end i think viewers will be asking did don find a way of being or is he just back to being his old self well that is exactly what we've just been debating and it is going to be very interesting to see how season five develops to answer those questions and that is your after buzz tv Mad Men news and gossip for the season four finale um, so, gents, that brings us to uh, the, the last moments of the show. Kev, let's start with you. What are the, your predictions for... And now, your TV <laughs> <laughs> Well, it is Halloween season. It is Halloween. It's Halloween every time we do predictions. Thank you, Rich. Uh, Kev? Uh, it's funny. The, the gay character that I think what we, you mentioned his name. Sal. Sal. I, I think Sal will be back because of uh, Lucky Strike is gone now. Oh, right. He's such a great actor. He was such a. It seemed like such a nice. He part was of great, the show. and I, I, I thought it was a really. I, it was just a fascinating um, exploration of that whole uh, that whole story. Of, right. Of, of what it's like. Was it like what it was? What like it was like be. back then, and and why this show is so great that not it it takes guts to touch on that. Not guts from the perspective of where we're going to show how gay people were treated. Guts from the perspective of letting go of a great actor like that. Yeah, yeah. That's really hard for Matthew Weiner to say to a guy like that, okay, you're done. 
and to get him out of there. I also but love a how great it reflects, subplot. I also love how it reflects thematically um, on 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 what we're going, what's happening today. I mean, look at all this stuff right now in the news today about uh, the the don't ask, don't tell policy in the, in the military right. um, about uh, gay marriages, like the the constant ba- battle going on by 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 them. Looking at, at this issue set in the in the sixties at a time that was considered far more conservative, yet we're still having the same discussions now. The same problems are fa- are, you know are faced by uh, gay men and women in America, uh, in the in, in the world, all, all over. No, no matter where you're from, and I, and I love how it allows us to look at it a little bit objectively because there's that distance of time, and yet because of that distance, we can actually see how pertinent. Uh, the, the the discussion is to today. Um, right. So I would love to see that come back. Right. And then, again, that's not the major prediction. I think prediction-wise, you know, as... Will the it, marriage last? Uh, no, that's going to be a mess. It's all going to be a mess. You know, there's no way his past is not going to catch up. He just dodged a bullet. There'll be more bullets coming. Um, I'm sad to say that I can't really predict what they're going to do because what I saw... It's funny, with Big Love, I could tell you where things are going to go. But yeah. with this... I don't know. I haven't given I, I don't know. Long. How would you even known about this engagement? So yeah. I have no idea. We're going to love it. We're going to be entertained. But if he, if he pulls this again, it's going to start he's weakening the show. He's going to have to come show. in big first episode next I, season, yeah. right? Yeah. Or at first. least he's got to be big at the end. Yeah. He, you know, his, he can't give us another episode 13 like that. I think, I think that's when a, when a series starts to wear, to wear away. Yeah, and I mean, there were some calls early on this season. The first couple of eps, some people went, oh, I'm not sure if this Mad Men season is up to it. I think by season, f- uh, by episode four or five, it came back yes. with, with a, with yeah, a mad, great. a mad rush. It was great. Uh, the question is, yeah, what does, what does this season finale mean for next season? Do you have, do you have any comments, Phil? Um, I mean, I think Peggy and Megan are going to go head-to-head um, throughout the n- whole next season. Not directly, but, you know, as Mad Men does. That's a really subtly. good point. That's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think I'm, I'm going to be interested to see Joni's promotion, you know, and uh, uh, Lane promised her that, you know, in six months that she could potentially get a raise, but not at this moment. So maybe that, that becomes a point of contention. I think it's uh, going to be interesting for the girls. You know, see, yeah. we'll see Pe- Peggy's growth, Joni's baby, uh, Sally – uh, growing up even more, um, how Betty handles her problems with um, with Henry, uh, and then of course Megan, this new kind of you know, uh, as, as to what as to what her gender ends up being. Yes, absolutely. And then obviously, uh, I think Pete will have need a bigger role too. You know, well, we uh, want him to have a bigger role, don't right? Because yeah, he's a genius. Yeah, he is. He's so likable. And yeah, he's and, done, and he hung in for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the the actor. I mean, is a genius. Like, I mean, I just. Absolutely. I just yeah. Is there any bad acting on the show? No, really? not really. No, not really. When you think. Um, about? All right, uh, ladies and gents. That brings us to uh, the end of Mad Men season four finale for Afterbuzz TV. Uh, thank you very much, Kev. Thanks, Phil. No, thank you. And thank you. you to everyone for tuning in for any all of our Mad Men uh, Afterbuzz TV specials uh, for this uh, this season. We can't wait to be back for season five. Keep listening to Afterbuzz TV, no matter what the show. Um, stay mad. Cheers. For producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer Corey Sheehan, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to host an AfterBuzz show of your own, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. 
or buzz into our Twitter account or Facebook page by searching AfterBuzz TV.